Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest podcast in the Kempen Sustainable Investment Series. This one entitled Scope 3, The Scope That Matters Most. There is evidence all around us that the need for action on climate change has never been greater. So how can we as investors really influence the companies that we invest in to improve their business practices to achieve net zero in line with the Paris Climate Agreement? Reporting on and reducing carbon emissions is key in the discussion, and we've made great progress in the reporting of scope one and scope two emissions. The challenge is addressing scope three emissions, which are harder to address, but are in fact much more material in impact on the climate. In fact, solving the scope three challenge could be the real game changer. You could argue, as I'm sure my guest Raul will stress, that scope three is the scope that matters most. So welcome Raul Martin, who's a portfolio manager of the Kempen Sustainable Equity Strategies and who wrote the white paper, Climate Change is Everyone's Business. Thank you, Ian. It's uh, nice to be here and talk with you about this topic. So before we dive into the detail, Raul, please can you give us a clear picture of how Scope 3 emissions differ from Scope 1 and Scope 2? Yes, of course. But uh, before that, let me explain the definition of scope one and two first. So scope one is actually the emissions that are directly caused by the company. And that's because it's company owned and controlled resources. So, for example, it's gas boilers for heating or petrol consumed in vehicles of the company or energy used for production processes. And that last one, the production processes, that's a difficult one to to reduce in some cases. Scope 2, on the other hand, is uh, from purchased energy and is relatively easy to be reduced. It is usually uh, energy used through through purchasing gas and electricity, but it can also include purchased steam, heat and cooling. Now, in general, companies tend to reduce these uh, by purchasing renewable energy. And for many businesses, therefore, reducing scope 2 emissions is a relatively easy task. But then we get to the most difficult task, and that's reducing scope 3 emissions. And the reason for this is because because scope 3 emissions are those emissions that are indirect. What I mean by that is that scope 3 emissions are actually the emissions that are caused in the entire value chain of the company. And therefore often referred to as supply chain emissions, because everything in the supply chain counts. Thanks for that explanation, Raul. It's clearly a really technical area. But given that backdrop, can you tell us why scope three emissions are so important? Yes, but before we dive into the specifics, let me give you a number. In a recent Deloitte paper, they actually estimate that these indirect emissions or scope three emissions will account for about 70% of the total global greenhouse gas footprint. Actually, in some sectors, I'd say it can be up to 80%. And that is really showing how important addressing scope three is. Now, in general, scope three uh, reduction has two components, I would say. The first one is that it includes upstream emissions from the production of raw materials. And the second part is the downstream emissions from the use of products, such as cars. Attacking these two components make it very complex because in the upstream part, It requires collaboration or changing your supplier or actually changing the material that you're using in your own products. And downstream, it means that your products should be more energy efficient or actually replacing and improving the status quo. 
Both reducing upstream and downstream emissions, however, caused by both producers and consumers, are vital in getting scope 3 emissions to zero. Okay, so given the volume of these scope 3 emissions, they're clearly one of the biggest drivers of climate change. But can you give us an example of how a company can effectively reduce this type of emission? Yes, of course. Let me give you two examples. The first example will be regarding the reduction of the downstream emissions and the other on the upstream emissions. Now, a concrete example that we invest in is a Swiss company called Belimo. Belimo produce uh, controlling devices for heating, ventilation and air conditioning used in buildings such as offices. In short, it's called HVAC. It actually helps the user of the building to make their buildings more energy efficient by retrofitting or in other words, replacing their old ventilation systems. Now concretely, the company estimates that with 5.5 million new actuators and 2.3 million valves, which are used in their HVAC systems shipped in 2021, the company estimates that these devices will help prevent the release of 8.2 million tons of CO2 over their entire life cycle. Now, of course, for the critical listener, retrofitting old buildings with their own products does not reduce the scope 3 of Belimo, but it already significantly helps reduce the emissions of their clients. But from that point onward, however, Belimo can continuously improve their own products, innovate, and uh, make the energy management of their clients even more efficient. And now that has a result of reducing Belimo scope 3 emissions. Now, in contrast, L'Oréal, the French cosmetics company, is addressing upstream emissions. And they do that through collaborative innovation in their supply chain. Through open dialogue with their suppliers, they actually have an effective co-development process in order to reduce emissions. L'Oréal has found demand for more energy-efficient packaging from their clients and is now collaborating with their suppliers to meet the needs. So both de-risked in terms of having less scope 3 emissions by more efficient packaging. They've collaborated with their suppliers, but also they've met clients' demand and therefore turned it into a commercial opportunity for the company. Now, these are the two examples that I wanted to give you for both the upstream and downstream uh, scope 3 emissions. Those are a couple of interesting company-specific examples, Raoul. Thank you. But what type of concrete actions can most companies take? to make progress in reducing these emissions? Well, I mean, I've given you two examples, but more generally speaking, uh, I think that governments can set goals on a global scale, but depending on the certain industry that a company acts in, they can set their own goals in their own ways. Now, as investors, we focus on three broad steps towards creating a successful decarbonization strategy. The first being to measure and report the carbon emissions caused by the company in all scopes. And when you can measure and report on it, of course, you can set targets on reducing those emissions. So that's the second step. The third step, then, is to align the business strategy to achieve this target while minimizing risk. Now, you might think that's, that's very difficult, of course, because how can you align the sustainability strategy with the business strategy? And indeed, to realize the actual reduction of the company's entire carbon footprint, the company needs to make some fundamental shifts. Those are bold steps for many companies. 
I would say not an easy task for management or boards. No, you're absolutely right, Ian. I think uh, it's not an easy task. But uh, while there are large risks involved and fundamental shifts need to take place, there are also opportunities that lie ahead. And Belimo and Loyal, again, are examples that take up those opportunities while improving the status quo. For incumbent companies, however, that are still required uh, in, the, you know, in the future, they need investments for the long term and change how the business operates, maybe. But, you know, in general, we do actually believe that companies will be able to do this. Some examples can already be given and the, uh, the world can only get better from this while investors will also be able to profit from it. So how can we, as active investors, play a role in influencing a company to make these big adjustments to their strategy? Well, let me first say I think active investors play a vital role in influencing a company. Uh, And generally speaking, we do that in three parts. The three parts are by investing in the company or divesting from companies, engaging with the companies, and voting. For engaging, uh, let me give you three examples how we do that. That's actually firstly by advocating to measure and report. So going back to the three steps of reducing emissions. The second step, of course, to advocate for setting ambitions and fact-based targets, ideally also validated by a third party, such as the science-based target initiative. And finally, we engage on aligning management incentives with their sustainability goals. And then voting, of course, because if no one votes, how can you ever expect change? Well, thank you, Raoul. In the interest of time, unfortunately, we need to wrap up this interesting conversation. But you've explained how important Scope 3 emissions are and how companies and investors can take steps to address the issue. I mean, it is clear that reducing Scope 3 emissions requires cooperation between companies and their suppliers, along with, in many cases, a fundamental rethink in strategy. And this is not going to be an easy task. Well, Ian, I think you sum it up uh, quite nicely. Um, Reducing scope three emission indeed invites everyone for new ways of thinking. And it actually may provide new opportunities for companies to collaborate, find alternatives and reduce their carbon footprint altogether. And the final thing I'd like to say is, again, investors do play a vital role by assessing risk and opportunities ahead and investing in those companies that will shape our future. And as active investors, this is exactly what we try to do. So we've come to the end of this podcast about sustainable equity investing. Raul, thank you for your story. You've given us interesting insight into how we at Kempen address these challenges and how we seek to invest in the sustainable economy and not just subsidize it. For those listeners who would like to know more about sustainable equity investing and how we approach this area, please visit the website www.kempen.com for the white paper, Climate Change is Everyone's Business. Thank you for your time.